Our text is 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. And uh, have your Bibles also, <laughs> keep them open, because we're going to turn to a couple other passages in the New Testament as I go on in the sermon today. So make sure that you uh, do that. Uh, I'm preaching a sermon I've titled, Avoiding Eternal Tragedy, Part 1. Now, this sermon was uh, prepared weeks ago before I knew what uh, heard about coronavirus, okay? And so this is new to me, all right, as far as the coronavirus. But this I had prepared for some time. And, and so when I <laughs> thought about that, they're saying, okay, he's going to be preaching about the tragedy with the coronavirus. No, I'm talking about what the Bible says prophetically here today. But I will say this. Avoiding the loss of reward and saved so as by fire, I mean, that is a tragedy. But souls going to hell is even a greater tragedy than anything coronavirus could do in either case. So that is so very important. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at Second uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Well, let's pray. Father, as we pray... You're giving us a glimpse of the days, I believe, before the rapture and things that you have said are going to come to pass. But more in dealing with Christians in the local church, not so much the movement of nations and armies and things of that nature. So, Father, give us the vision that you wanted in giving us these words and preserving them. In Jesus Christ's precious and holy name, I pray it. Amen. Well, last time that we were in Second Peter, and that's been a few weeks ago now, uh, at least a month, I think, but last time we were there, we were in Second Peter chapter 2, and we just started on verse 1 in the sermon I titled, Warning Danger Ahead. Verse 1 says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be. False teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies and denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. <clears throat> so we're warned that one of the things of these days that you and I are living in is it will seem to abound in false teachers. And it's not just talking about other religions. I think it's talking about local churches. And so you'll see that begin to abound, and they tend to be, or should I say they pretend to be, fundamental. But they slowly and cunningly bring in damnable heresies, that the Bible says. Those are things that if people begin to believe them, if they're not saved, may end up never getting saved, and if they are saved, and they follow it, they may end up with a loss of reward, saved so as by fire. You see, there 
deceived by religious manipulators, not by the word of God. They will deny the Lord that bought them. And doesn't that sound like 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, where it says that they will preach another Jesus and another gospel? And certainly that goes on today. And many have been deceived by these deceitful doctrines, for example, of easy believism. Oh, all you got to do is just believe that there's a God and that Jesus was God. Oh, that's all you got to do is believe. You don't have to repent. You don't have to do all these other things. Just believe. You don't make a commitment. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches, but those false teachers will teach that. They will teach that. Others are confused and, and, and misled by the damnable heresy of Calvinism. And by the way, swift destruction is not the idea of as soon as they do it, they'll be destroyed. Rather, once, once judgment begins, it will be swift. For an example, doesn't the Lord Jesus tell us that uh, back in the uh, New Testament, in the Gospels, it'll be as the days of Noah? What happened with Noah? He preached 120 years, warning them. He warned of what was coming, and they ignored it. They just simply ignored it. They thought, what's wrong with this guy? Look at him, he's building that boat. Man, he's weird. He's not like us, so he's got to be weird if he's not like us. And so they're getting just worse and worse. Evil men wax worse and worse. That's the way the Bible tells us it happens before God judges but when the flood started, it was swift. And they died that quickly. There was no hope. When, once God begins to move his hand of judgment, it's always swift. That's why we ought to be very concerned about 1 Peter 4, 17, where it says judgment begins at the house of God. Wow. That tells us that we must be always aware. So let us... See the first. Uh, let's see first the tragedy of all of this. Again, verse two said, "And many shall follow." Oh, that's a tragedy there. Many shall follow their pernicious ways. We'll look at pernicious in a few minutes. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Now, I believe the Bible. We know that every word was breathed out by the Holy Ghost and the writers had to be holy men of God that he could trust down, uh, could trust to write down every word, word for word, not add to it or take away from it. They had to be trusted fully as Holy Ghost breathed it out to them. And by the way, if you think, do you really believe that? Yes, because I'm not ready to call God a liar. How about you? He said it, that's the way he did it. So to say, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's preserved. I think it has error. You're just simply saying, God, you're a liar. He said, oh, I wouldn't say that. Then don't say you don't believe that it's preserved. You know, your actions are saying it. Your statements are saying it. This is God's word. We've got it preserved for us, translated from the Texas Receptus, the Masoretic text for the Old Testament, Texas Receptus for the New Testament. We have it preserved for us in the King James Version of the Bible. And I'm talking about 1611, okay? We have it. People disagree with that, but they're not disagreeing with me. I'm just agreeing with God. 
Okay, that's all I'm doing. But let me go on to say this. I think there's a great heartbreak for the very Holy Spirit of God, especially after breathing out these words and indwelling men who receive Christ. If men who are saved are deceived and follow these evil, pernicious doctrines. You say, Pastor, do you really believe that? Yes, again, because God said it. Now, there are those of you in the auditorium today that back in the mid-70s to the 80s, early 80s, you were either teenagers or adults, young adults, or something of that nature. And, and, and so you remember the day in which we lived. If you went to a Baptist church, but not only a Baptist church, you could go into a Methodist church, you could go into a Presbyterian church, you could go into all kinds of different churches of different denominations, and the music would be worshipful. Something that would not have the taste of the world in it. The problems usually were with words in some of the songs they sang, but not the music. But then... Changes came. People started changing the words. For an example, it was in the late 70s that they started to take the blood out of a lot of the hymns that we sing. They didn't want it in there. Even Amazing Grace that saved a wretch like, oh, no, you shouldn't call anybody a wretch. I think if you're headed to hell, (laughs) you're in a wretched way, okay? And so they were trying to change just some good old hymns that were based on biblical truth. They were trying to change it. And, and, and that's where it's, I believe that it got to start because a lot accepted those changes. In the late 80s, early 90s, I had been studying for about three or four years a new movement that was starting to take place that was in its birth pangs. Today we call it CCM, the Contemporary Movement. And I remember standing in this pulpit and warning people about it. Now, I had some later come back to me and say, Pastor, I just thought, you got it so wrong. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. But I didn't come to you and say that. And they went back up north and visited their churches where they grew up in, got saved and everything else. And they came back, you know, winter visitors. When they arrived back, they said, Pastor, You were right, the music's changed and the standards are out the window. And you see, it's not that I was a prophet, just could read and see some things that were happening. And we thought, well, that'll just hit the liberal churches. Well, it hit some fundamental churches that are no longer fundamental. See, uh, to be fundamental, you've got to believe the Bible, but also go believe it's without error, and you've got to live by it. That's a fundamentalist. You've got to preach it and live by it. That makes you a fundamentalist. Now, their standards changed, but they would use the damnable heresy of liberty to the flesh. You know, I got liberty when I got saved, but my liberty was of my spirit from the power of sin and liberated from my destiny to hell. That's a great liberty. So I don't want to make my liberty to honor the devil. 
I don't want to sound like the devil. I don't want it to be like the devil. I want my liberty to please God. Okay? So, many jumped on board that wagon. Most of you could tell me of somebody you know and some churches you know. But now when you look at our church with its music, its Bible preaching, talented as it is to men as they are, uh, boy, Brother Woodard and, and, and uh, Brother Bonner is going to be preaching here soon. Our evangelists come through, Brother Josh, others, pre- we preach the word. Okay? Preach the word as it is to men as they are. Kind of makes our church an exception instead of the rule. But imagine in their minds, actually preaching the Bible, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and having holy standards. What's wrong with those people? Our Spanish pastor, Dr. Salmarone, uh, he was in the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, look, my dad's first church was Southern Baptist. My wife grew up in the Southern Baptist. Many of us in here were Southern Baptists at one time. I don't condemn the Southern Baptists, the Methodists, Presbyterians. I condemn wrong doctrine and false things. Okay. Dr. Salmarone was evidently uh, considered highly, and so they brought him in to a meeting in Nashville. Him and some other people. They had a document already had Dr. Selmerone's name on it. And a man was introducing them to a new concept of ministry. His name was uh, Rick Warren. And what they put before them is this. You must decide if you want 60% gospel and 40% entertainment or... 40% gospel and 60% entertainment. Well, Dr. Selmerone says, I think my name is still on that document, but I would not sign it. And when I asked him, well, what about the Word of God? Is the Word of God foremost in everything in it? Well, of course, they didn't go along with that. And so, he stood. I'm glad he stood. And, and we have him here now. You see, much of our difficulty as seeking Christians stems from our unwillingness to take God as he is and adjust our lives accordingly. We insist on trying to uh, take God as uh, unwillingness to take God. That's what we insist on, an unwillingness to take God as he is and adjust our lives Instead, we insist on modifying him to bring him nearer to our own image. And God is against that. The flesh whimpers against the rigor of God's unchanging sentence and begs for a little mercy, a little indulgence of its carnal nature. But it's no use. We get a right start only by accepting God as he is and to learn to love him for what and who he is. If we don't do that, we're in trouble. We're in great trouble. God's will must be always God's way. Now note, again, there in verse 2, that term, pernicious ways. The definition I was looking through the old 
Bible encyclopedias and uh, definitions for that, for the Greek word. And the Greek word had several definitions, so let me just read those to you. It's, it's the idea of unbridled lust, excess, licentiousness, that is, anything goes. We've got liberty, see, so you can do anything. Insolence, shamefulness, but its main definition seems to be destruction. All of those terms, all those definitions basically deal with the flesh, which Galatians tells us that the spirit and the flesh war against one another, which fulfills the prophecy in the book of Jude. As a matter of fact, you read the book of Jude and the book of Second Peter, it seems like they're hand in glove to each other. But Jude 4 is fulfilled when they are turning God's grace into lasciviousness with liberty to the flesh instead of liberty to the spirit. So rock and roll churches is leading to destruction of souls in hell and saved people that may be truly saved with saved so as by fire. Preaching an unrepentant salvation. That's another reason judgment begins at the house of God. Let me tell you something. A lot of the things some people are saying right now, uh, this is going to be extra because I just got this uh, week when I was in the hospital, okay? Um, In the hospital, of course, you have a brain bleed and all this other stuff. They call it stroke. I don't know what, why they call it stroke. I, didn't, I wasn't golfing. Um, but nonetheless, uh, first at the clinic, they said, your cognitive skills are all right, but what we're seeing there shouldn't be that. And at the hospital, they said the same thing. And they both asked me the same thing. Both groups asked me the same thing. The neurosurgeons and all that were asking me, says, have you ever drank wine? And you know what? I have never had even a sip of beer or wine or anything. I never have. I was scared to death of my dad. I'm going to heaven, but I didn't want him to send me there. Okay. So I've never had it. No, no, not once. Some people say, yeah, you had alcohol because you drank cough syrup. Cough syrup has alcohol in it. And I want to tell the same people, don't go around and say that because people think, well, come to know that you're really ignorant. Yes, cough syrup has alcohol in it. So why don't you, the next time you feel like having a social drink, drink some uh, cough syrup, okay? Okay, so why not be just as ignorant as they are? Okay, I mean, why not, if they're going to be foolish, just be foolish with them, all right? And, and, and show the foolishness that they're putting out there. But they told me, and, and listen, one of the tests you have to leave, pass to leave from there. Start at 100 and subtract from 7. 7 all the way down. Look, I couldn't do that in school. Uh, uh, but I did it. Did it. Start 793 and on down the line and started subtracting. And then uh, there and ask you uh, things like, who's the president? And what's your date of birth? All these, all those things. 
I, I was that close to one of those times when they said, okay, what is your name? I wanted to say, look at my body. Am I not Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, but uh, I didn't do that. But, uh, but what I'm saying is this. Because I don't drink, they said I had a greater cognitive skill than hardly anybody ever has with what I had. And really, uh, it was great, man. I got to sleep, had breakfast in bed and everything. It was wonderful. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what they said. That's what they said. That's Doctors at both places said the same thing. So I'm saying God had it right. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So if God says you're a fool, you're a fool, and you're going to be drinking that stuff. He tells you you're a fool. I'm not calling you a fool. I'm just calling you deceived. Of course, I'm not apologizing for what I just said either. either. So, But having said that, These things happened in Israel where they started turning to the flesh and even turned to worship that they had there to a fleshly type of worship of God. That happened in the wilderness besides later in the temple. Remember, the golden calf was made to worship Jehovah in Jehovah's name. Uh, And so why is this age and its church different? That when it corrupts the Bible doctrine and worship, God's house, look, it's not different. God's attitude is he is still holy. He is still righteous and judgment still begins at the house of God. Pernicious ways is plural, meaning in its Greek of conducting various aspects of life and worship that pleases the flesh. That's what it's about. As a result, many are duped and deceived. The term actually delves into their own moral evils. I believe that even the damnable heresy that denies holiness of God, cunningly deceiving them into following the word liberty to the flesh, is used interchangeably with the word grace in Jude 4 that they often referred to tells us that this is exactly what the Bible said would happen. And for us, that tells us Christ is coming soon. And you see, they're using grace and liberty to try to justify crucifying holiness, crucifying standards, crucifying those who would preach the word of God as it is to men as they are, just as men justified trying to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. It's fleshly in nature, and that fleshly nature needs crucified. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 through 10, I won't really go into it right now, but it tells us that if you're one of God's, he's going to chasten you. You can't get out of God's will. You can't continue in sin. You can't corrupt his house. You cannot corrupt your life with this world using God's word to try to justify it, which it doesn't. He says he chastens. Now, look, sometimes we had to tell our kids, don't. 
Sometimes we had to say, okay, you're going to wash dishes tonight. Or, okay, you're going to go to bed early. Or, you're going to do this. And we'd rebuke them verbally. That meant chastening. Sometimes, the Bible says there in Hebrews chapter 12, that he, every son whom he receiveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth. And what the word scourgeth means is to flog with a whip. He spanks his children. I think some of the physical things, some of the things like lost jobs and other things that happens because we're not right with God. And he's trying to get our attention. And so those things happen. Galatians chapter 5, verses 17 through 25. Let me cover them quickly. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are the contrary one to another. Don't try to blend the flesh with the worship of God because God's worship is led by the Holy Spirit of God. So why mix them? God hates it. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, that's cheating in marriage. Fornication, from the Greek word pornea, which we get our word pornography, is sexual sin of any kind that you can name is covered. That's a general term for any type of sexual sin. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, the freedom to do whatever I want to do. You actually got that, but you also received the punishment for doing wrong. Because you have a free will to choose to do wrong. Idolatry, witchcraft, and by the way, one thing's about witchcraft, remember this, that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, okay? Uh, so witchcraft, we can look at that, and um, hatred, variance, emulations. The word emulations in its Greek has several different def- uh, definitions, and so the definition is applied by the context, which definition is used. Emulations means to emulate something on the outside in this context because of what it's talking about. So when you try to emulate the world and make it a part of your worship, for an example, rock and roll music, that is emulations the Bible's talking about. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, that's the social drinking party and crowd, and such like. The which I've told you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Is that list greater than the uh, other list? Is that a better list? And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. What are we to crucify? We're they that are Christ. We are to crucify the flesh. With the affections and lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, that's the Word of God saying that. The problem I see in today's mistaken form of Christianity, which is not biblical, that they war for the flesh, which means they are not walking in the Spirit, if they're warring against, uh, if they're warring for the flesh instead of against the flesh. People don't drift towards holiness. They drift towards compromise. And they call it tolerance. They drift towards disobedience. They call it freedom. But God's book is still sin. Now, I think some people do because they're religious but not saved. Now, somebody 
some might say, hearing this message, it doesn't sound very loving. Well, that's what they said about Stephen when he called him stiff-necked. A few other things, or Jesus when he said vipers, serpents, hypocrites. Yet, the love of Jesus saved my soul. And I was classified with vipers, hypocrites, and everything else. See, he, he tells us, by saying those things, he's telling us our need. Look at ourselves, see what we are, and turn to the one. You're not turning to me, by the way. You're turning to Jesus Christ. The reason for God in heaven. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The reason God in heaven lead, left that place and took on human flesh. God the Son. The reason he did that is because he loved you and he loved me. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When all my sin was upon that precious Savior, God the Father, Isaiah chapter 53, it says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. His attitude about sin did not change. Even when it was laid on his only begotten son, he punched it fully. You know, he did that for me. Jesus took it for me. His human spirit had the full outpoured wrath of God upon him. That's why you cannot endure and be good enough to go to heaven. 